Hey, listeners, if you like hearing us talk sports and making fun of each other, please like and subscribe. And if you want more from us, please follow us on Instagram, What's on Tap One, and on Twitter at What's on Tap Pod One. And don't forget to rate five stars. Hiya! Welcome to episode six of the What's on Tap podcast. I'm once again here with my two friends, Naveen. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. And and Maddie, how's it going, Maddie? Good. Happy belated birthday. Thanks. You know what I just realized? Like on the on the car ride home the other day, that I don't even introduce myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Dave. If you haven't figured that out yet. Um, it's just because I love you guys more. That's what it is. That must be it. Appreciate it. I believe it. Um, so we had an excursion. We went to Nashville. We talked about this on our last episode, but we went to Nashville for Matt's bachelor party and quite an eventful weekend. Great city. What do you think about the weekend, guys? It was very cool. Uh, I had a good time. You were really only there for the weekend. We got there yeah, Memorial true. Day. Uh, well, I got there with other people. Um, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, I think Nick was... The only single guy that really had a good time, but <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that up to the mind. The <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> I mean, I, th- I mean, look, I also had a great time. Um, you know, Nashville is a really cool city. Yeah, no, it, I was. It's my first time there, and it was really cool to see that whole strip of bars on Broadway and just every floor with a different musician and a different vibe, and really, really cool spot. Probably would have been like. I had a great time, but it's a great city for singles. I'll put it that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And for the record, Dave is married. <laughs> I'm married. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, yeah. No, I. one of the things I wanted to share with you guys, so I was in Martha's Vineyard with my wife a couple weeks ago, and um, really cool sports moment, and it kind of just reminded me why I love sports so much. So we went to a local bar in Martha's Vineyard to watch the Celtics and Heat game six. That was the the big game, if you guys remember what happened in that game, the the game-winning shot. And uh, so I went with my wife. We watched the first half together. She was tired, so I walked her home. Our bed and breakfast was, like, right there. So I walked her home. I went back to the bar for the second half. And I said to myself, you know what? I never get to be around fans of, like, the same team as me. Like, I'm just going to pretend to be a Celtics fan. Like, I have no no stake in the game. Yeah, I did. I'm not a Celtics fan, but I had no stake in the game. But I'm like, it'll be fun to root, like, with these guys because the bar was packed full of of Celtics fans. Um, And so it was so cool to see that game unfold and to see that game-winning shot at the end. Uh, I had I made some friends from some kids from some uh, Boston College. They just graduated Boston College. Shout out to Aiden, Boston College. Nice. Uh, just randomly invaded my personal space, and we got to talking. <laughs> will, but will he be listening to what's on tap? Ah, shoot, I can't believe I didn't plug the podcast speaking, to him. Speaking about making friends, we made some friends with some great Canadian lads from uh, down in Nashville, and we did. We literally so, took their phones and made them subscribe. Some so, uh, can- sh- Canadian guys, eh? Yeah, shout yeah, out them, Canadian friends. Hope you're listening. Yeah. But yeah, it just reminded me that game-winning shot, guys, at that bar, it, the place absolutely exploded, and it reminded me just how great sports are. Like it's a communal experience when you when you are invested in a game like that and you see something special like that. It's pretty awesome. Now the Celtics didn't finish it off, so it's kind of I like a it's, it's a bummer. But it, it made me sad. It, it was just so cool though, and it reminded me. I'm like, wow, I freaking love sports. Yeah, yeah. but that's all. Uh, do you guys think Nuggets in five? Yeah, it's yeah, over. I, 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 I it's agree. over. They they outclass the Heat. Yeah. They're going back to Denver uh, for game five, and you're not stopping Jokic. He's just going to take over and win. No. Speaking of basketball, do you have the stats from our draft? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You just reminded me. Yeah. Yes, uh, the stats. Okay, so I did end up, guys, um, creating a our teams from last week. on. Uh, so we, we drafted an NBA all-time team, all of us, and I put all our players on teams on NBA 2K, and I did 12 simulations. And, you know, I don't actually have the paper of the exact records in front of me, but I remember who won what season. I I know this is going to sound anticlimactic, but we each won four of the seasons. (laughs) I did 12 and we each won the championship four times. So I'm like, I'm running a 13th time. And uh, and Matt won the thirteenth. Oh, time. let's go! 
<laughs> and we all um, we all were switching off in terms of the regular season, like who won the most games. I would say, Matt, your team probably won the one seed the most. Wow. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think just based, I can tell you just based on the sim, there was no definitive, like it was close. Like yeah. every season, it was a crapshoot. Yeah, it doesn't get much e- uh, more even than that. That's crazy. However, Matt... We we both put on Facebook all three teams, and everyone on my post and on your post said Team B, which is my team, would have won, except one person. De Blasi said your team would yes, win, yeah. but everyone else picked my team. So great. Well, there's a little bias there with great. With, with De Blasi because yeah, he's great. a Jordan. Yeah. He's, a, exactly. he's a Bulls guy. He he loves Jordan. Great minds exactly. and great mats think alike. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. So that's yeah. I guess it goes to show you we all pick good teams. But let's let's move on. Uh, we're gonna do part two of our Mount Rushmore series. So we did this about a month or two ago, and basically what we do is we pick several cities, and for each city we have to pick a Mount Rushmore of athletes, meaning who are the four greatest athletes from that city. And we did five cities last time, and we're gonna do five more this time. And does someone want to kick us off with a city we should start with? Yeah, sure. Um, you know what? Instead of a, just a city, I think we should just do a, a state. And I, I want to start with the state of Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin. Yeah, a few minor uh, minor cities in there, so we lumped them all together. Who wants to throw out a name first? Bart Starr. Yeah, I I also had Bart Starr on my list, five-time NFL champ. And, you know, it's quarterback city in Wisconsin, so He's- I... I He's still sure th- he's still third in yards and touchdowns, which is crazy. Because, is he really? Yeah, I don't think that's right. Are you sure? Yeah, I looked it up the other day. Uh, for for the Packers, for the oh, Packers oh, oh. franchise. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, when I say that, it's it's for the Packers. Okay, yeah, he, that makes sense. Yeah, two two uh, Super Bowls and five NFL championships. To his name, Hall of Famer. And back then, they called their own plays. So I'm going Bart Starr. Yeah, no, I think that's just a, a classic pick. I mean, anytime you think of the Packers, um, you think Bart Starr, you think Vince Lombardi, but obviously he can't he can't be on the Mount Rushmore because we're not doing coaches. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also went to another uh, Packer uh, who's actually currently playing uh, in Aaron Rodgers. Um, I took him over Brett Favre just because, I mean, I think he's just, just a better quarterback. I mean, he's, you know, and... You know he's he's done it. I, I think he might have done it for longer. I'm not sure though. Uh, Favre still leads them in yards and touchdowns. I believe Favre was there longer, but I, I have Favre over Rodgers just because Rodgers is still playing. I I mean I don't know how beloved either of them are right now. So and they only won one each there. So I I gave the nod to Favre over uh, Rodgers. I actually have all three on my list. So n- neither of you have Favre on your list. I have Favre. Oh, you have you said you have, have Favre, Favre over, over Rogers. Rogers yeah. So you don't have Rogers on your list, Matt? I I mean I could put him there. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And then and then Naveen, you don't have Favre on your list? Correct, because I had two two uh two bucks. I had two Milwaukee bucks. Oh, okay. So so, so I did two football players and I did two basketball players. All right. Mm. So in terms of the three quarterbacks we discussed, I have all three on my list because okay. I couldn't definitively like I don't know how would you guys? I know this is a quick tangent, but how would you rank all three? Uh, by ability. No, just by their careers. Oh. By they're all they all played their entire careers with the Packers so far. I know Rodgers just got traded, but I mean, th- I mean, I oh think no, the, no, the Favre, Favre got traded late yeah. in his career to the yeah. Jets and Vikings. But I, I think for me, it's I think Star because he spent his whole career there. Then Favre, he was there longer, uh, and then Rodgers. But if you're basing it based off ability, it's Rodgers then Favre. I obviously never saw a Bart Star play, so I can't speak to his ability of a uh, playing quarterback, but. That's that's how I would rank them. Yeah, my my ranking is a little different. I would go. I would start with Bart Starr just because. I mean, he put Green Bay on the map as far as being like a professional football powerhouse. Um, and then I would go Rodgers, and then I would go Favre, um, just because. I mean, Favre didn't make didn't make my Mount Rushmore of of Wisconsin. Wow, I'm shocked. Yeah. So me too. Okay. Well, I yeah. just split it up two and two. That's that's the only way. That's that's. The so only you way. have no Brewers. No, I yeah. don't have any. The only brewer on my list was an honorable mention, Robin Yount, but I, 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 I didn't put him on. I put him on just just because I wanted to show a little bit of love to the Brewers. He basically leads them in all offensive categories for, for his career. He was there 20 years playing uh, shortstop and outfield. He won two MVPs, few all-star games, few silver sluggers. But yeah, first in war, 
games played, at-bats, runs, hits, total bases, doubles, triples, RBIs, walks. Like, he's Mr. Brewer. Yeah, but is he bet? He's not better than Aaron Rodgers. I, I that's fine. I just put him on there because I wanted to show some love to the Brew Crew. So okay, fair enough. So you said Naveen, you have two bucks on your list. Who were your two bucks? So I had uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, and then I had the Big O, Oscar Robertson. Ooh. Oh, you okay. didn't put Giannis? I yeah. I I just think that they would have. I mean, averaging a triple double back then was just so unheard of. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's a legend in his own right. I, I put and, I mean, them... And Giannis can add more to his legacy now. Yeah. I mean, he's currently playing, so... I have them both written down. I don't... I have three locks, and I've already said my three locks. I don't necessarily have a fourth lock. I have them both on there. To me, Kareem spent most of his career in L.A., so it's tough. And Giannis is, is there now, so they're fighting for that fourth spot, in my opinion. I mean, I think for Kareem, I mean, because like he's on the Lakers and and the Bucks. I mean, I mean the Lakers are just loaded. Yeah. And so I just said, you know what? If if I were to pick one, one city over the other, there, I'd just put him in Wisconsin and just be done with it. So here was my thinking. I had to put for me Wisconsin, Green Bay. It was quarterback city. So I had to put those three quarterbacks. I couldn't determine who over the other. I think they all three deserve. So my last spot, I knew it wasn't going to go to Yount. It was going to go to one of the Bucks. I put Giannis on my list. And he, my logic is that, you know, he's been there for 10 years. He's won two MVPs. He's won a championship. Um, and, you know, Kareem was only there for six years. So right. to me, I'll take Giannis's 10 years over Kareem's six. And kind of similar to Matt, I feel like Kareem is more known as a Laker. He spent more time there. And he actually forced his way out of the city, too, to go to L.A. So I feel like that should kind of ding him. Yeah. But I don't blame him either. And then Oscar Robertson, he only spent four years in Milwaukee. I, I put him on, from the last episode, I put him on the Cincinnati Mount Rushmore because mm-hmm. that's where he had, like, his big statistical years. So I just, I mean, I know Giannis, I get it. He's, it's, he's still going. Uh, his career is still to be written. But I don't know. I, I think he already deserves to be on the list. I guess it's controversial to put him over Kareem. But Yeah, I, I try to stay away from active players. Some some cities you can't. So I, I lean more Giannis over Kareem yeah, I mean, for Milwaukee. Yeah, the only reason why I wouldn't put Giannis on there now, whereas I put Aaron Rodgers on, on there now, is just because, I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers' prime already. Um, I mean, I to be honest, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to do much with the Jets um, at this point in his career. And so I think, and Giannis is actually still going. Like, he just had you know, two MVC, MVP seasons, um, you know, Embiid just got it this year, but he's still in the running uh, with Embiid and Jokic. So, I mean, he's he's still got some life left in him. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm surprised by, Naveen? Whenever we talk about Aaron Rodgers, I feel like Matt is the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan of the three of us, <laughs> and he's the only one who didn't put him on his list. Like, you're always the Aaron Rodgers it's defender. Definitely not me. So, like I said, I, I am trying to stay away from active players. I, again, I know I put Giannis on. I just think he's above Kareem uh, for, for Bucks. But I do think Rodgers, when he, like his mind is in it and he wants to play, he's the most talented quarterback. He's got the most tools. But uh, do you guys know who you guys brought up, or I think Naveen brought up Lombardi earlier, you know he's not the most winningest coach in Packers history. I didn't. Oh, know. Uh, yeah, it's it was the guy who coached Favre, uh, the offensive genius. What's his name? No, the big guy. It was Curly Lambeau. Curly Lambeau. Oh, oh, oh Lambeau. Lambeau. Okay, Lambeau. that makes Lambeau. sense. Yeah, he was born in eighteen ninety uh, <laughs> ninety eight, and he died in sixty five. But he won like over two hundred games. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. They named the stadium after him. Why? Why am I? Bl- oh, Mike Holm- Holmgren. Holmgren. He played. He yep. coached the Seahawks too. I thought yes. he was. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Um, quick two shout-outs, two more Packers on my honorable mentions. Don Hudson, great receiver for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Once again, though, it's a quarterback town, so I didn't put him on my list. And then Reggie White. Yeah. But he played most of his career with Philly, So, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about Philly later. But Agreed. Okay, cool. Uh, so we have a couple consensuses, but I think we, d- we differ on a few of them. Yeah, let's go to the next one. All right, what do, where do you guys want to go next? Uh, let's, let's go Baltimore, Baltimore. Okay. Let's go. Who do you, who do you got first, Naveen? So I have, so just because I, I mean, even though the, the Baltimore Colts are not part of Baltimore anymore, I still stuck with Johnny Unitas just because 
of his impact in the city. And I mean, even that whole franchise has has a story in itself where they, you know, went overnight and went uh, to Indianapolis. So, yeah, just for some context here, we had last time we did Mount Rushmore, we were having a debate. Naveen and I were on one side and Matt was on the other about are you able to be on the Mount Rushmore if your uh, team is no longer within that city? So John Unitas, who Naveen has, who I also have on my list, played for the Baltimore Colts. They no longer are the Baltimore Colts. So for Matt, that automatically disqualifies him. Um, so I'm assuming, Matt, you don't have him on your list? No, I don't. And just a heads up, we do have an interview that I conducted with uh, Mr. Michael Montante, and he took it the same way I, I took it, where if your team does not exist in that city, then you're not eligible for Mount Rushmore. So I I get the greatness of Johnny Unitas. To me, he's uneligible. I'm going with a lock. First off, it's going to be Cal Ripken Jr. But, okay, can we can we just stand Johnny Unitas for a second? Because this is where, like, okay. all right, this is the debate podcast, so let's let's hit on this thing that we disagree with. Johnny Unitas, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He won uh, a four-time champ, and he was so devastated that when, when the Colts left for Indy that he stayed and remained in Baltimore with his family. That's how loyal he is to Baltimore. And yet Matt Amendola, uh, some dude from Connecticut, is saying that Johnny Unitas doesn't deserve to be on the Baltimore Mount Rushmore. What a slap in the face for one of the greats. Tough break, old man. <laughs> Tough breaks. That's how it falls. I mean, look, I, I pr- proposed this to you the other day. If somehow the New England Patriots move their city in 30 years, that is Tom Brady no longer on the New England Mount Rushmore? I mean, come on. No. I mean, and that's ridiculous. It reveals how crazy your criteria is. Hey, that you would I, say that. He's a legend, but he's not on the Mount Rushmore. Matt would replace him with Big Poppy. I would have <laughs> yeah. to. Or Larry Bird. I would not like it, but I would. Um, all right, so going back, I, I'm going Cal Ripken. That's so, still... Okay, well, so hold on. Real real quick, go yep. back to Johnny Unitas. But like, he's so trying like, to get off of it. So, so, okay. we had, so we had also done Indianapolis. Um because you know Johnny was was a cult. I mean, you wouldn't put him on the Indianapolis uh, Mount Rushmore either. So, I, I th- still think that Johnny Unitas, you know, should have deserves his place in, you know, sports history on these on the Mount Rushmore. Participation trophies. Participation okay. trophies. <laughs> okay, okay, man. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to baseball. But yeah, I did take Cal Ripken Jr. That was a no-brainer for sure. Obviously, yeah. I mean, the streak. That's all you have to say, right? 2,632 straight games. Yep, yep. Uh, I also have Brooks Robinson on there. I do as well. You have to. Yeah, I, I, he's also on mine as well. And then my last one, um, I had Ray Lewis. Yep. He was actually the first one I thought of. He was the first one I put on my list. I have Ray Lewis as well. Uh, he, it, you put Ray Lewis over Cal Ripken? Well, I didn't necessarily rank them. He was just the first one that came into my head. Really? Yeah. I'm uh, not saying that he would, if I actually had to rank Baltimore right. greats, I'd put him over. I just think, but you when, know, he's one of the five greatest middle linebackers ever. Right. But when you think Baltimore, Ray Lewis was the first person that popped yeah, in Yeah, really. it actually wow. was. Yeah, wow. believe it or not. Kind of su- That's kind of surprising. But. I know. Well, I feel like he was the mo- emotional leader of the team. And Baltimore, to me, is... I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say this because I don't know. I'm not from Baltimore, but I feel like Baltimore is a football city now, and it's, a lot of it's because of their defense in the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. But Cal Ripken Jr., like, don't get me wrong, he's amazing, and he actually revolutionized the shortstop position. It used to just be, like, a defensive position, and he was a really good defensive shortstop, but, like, he brought offense to that position, which is, you know, it's pretty amazing, and you think there's a lot of great offensive shortstops, you know, nowadays, but... And then I also have Brooks Robinson, the greatest defensive third baseman ever. Yeah. Uh, so my fourth, I have Cal Ripken, Brooks Robinson, Ray Lewis. My fourth was up to Ed Reed and Eddie Murray. I went with Eddie Murray over Ed Reed just because Ed Reed and Ray Lewis basically played the same time frame. Uh, I, I don't want to take the both of them at this point. And uh, Ed Reed did leave once to the Texans and then the Jets he finished off his career with. Um, Ed Reed's a great player. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But Eddie, Eddie Murray, for me, was in Baltimore longer, and uh, he, he was a great player for the Orioles back in the day. Ed Reed was my toughest cut. 
Yes. Yeah, I had I had Ed Reed for honorable mention, um, and then even outside of like the the big four sports, um, another athlete that put Baltimore on the map was was Michael Phelps, um, but obviously he's not one of the big four sports. But I mean, I I mean that was one of the first guys I thought of when I thought Baltimore. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Shout out swimmers. Yeah, definitely. Um, so are we gonna wrap up Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, it seems like we agree on. Well, Naveen and I agree on all four, and all three of us agree on three of the four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like I mentioned before, I conducted an interview with Montante. We're going to put that in right now. And uh, so, me and him discuss Baltimore and St. Louis. So, when the interview's done, we'll come back and we'll uh, debate St. Louis. All right. So, I would like to introduce a very special guest. A man that has multiple podcasts, a man from New Jersey, a man that has been on multiple shows, including the Kirk Minahan show, Mr. Michael Montante. How are you doing, Montante? Good, good. I'm, uh, I'm going to work on no swearing because uh, it's a nice, good religious sports podcast, and I respect that. Um, glory be to God. Uh, so thank you for having me on. And I'd just like to thank Jesus Christ for the opportunity to, to speak with you. <laughs> Let's go. All right, cool. Uh, so we're, we'll jump right into Baltimore first. Uh, I think I think the first guy that comes to mind is pretty obvious. You're from New Jersey. Do you know any uh, Baltimore sports fans down there? Uh, I know a couple online. Um, okay. Personally, personally, I don't. The Ravens okay. have a bizarre fan base. One of my favorite ballparks um, that I've been to is, by far is Camden Yards. The area around it is not so nice. The Inner Harbor is kind of trashy. Uh, but right. the, that ballpark itself is beautiful. And yeah, there, there's a clear cut number one in Baltimore. Yeah. To me, I, I have Cal Ripken on mine. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's nothing to really discuss with it. No, he's just, no. You know, he's, he's been there. He's reliable. Um, I barely missed him. I'm three years older than you. So I remember like, uh, very little of him, but, um, yeah, no, Cal Ripken is, uh, is what you think of when you think of Baltimore sports. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm going to get bashed. They probably already talked about this. Um, they're doing Baltimore Colts. My criteria was your team actually still has to exist in that city. So they're going to talk about uh, Unitas and whatnot. I do not have Unitas on my, my list. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah he, I thought the same in, way. Without you, without you explaining it, that's how I, my brain took it. Perfect. Okay, cool. So second one. Uh, I got Brooks Robinson. He's, uh, he's on there for sure. He's I, It's an I, I try to stay clear of like super super old guys, but he's an icon in in uh, Baltimore, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he, I mean, you look at the stats; he's up there for uh, most in franchise history in terms of like he's second in WAR, second in games played, fourth in home runs. So I think he's got to be on there. His nickname's the Human Vacuum. Great defender. Been he played twenty two years with the team his whole career. So I got Brooks Robinson. He's my number third, um, so he's going to make the Mount Rushmore between our two um, yes. anyway. But I think Ray Lewis is going to be ahead of him. Uh, Ray Lewis, yeah, a couple murders maybe off the field, not a big deal. But look right. right past that. He's another religious man like you guys, right? So God is forgiving him um, yeah. for what he has done. But he he was the uh, that era of football. You thought of those purple uniforms. You, th- yep. uh, you thought of Ray Lewis. You thought of him You know, giving those pregame speeches. Uh, Ray Lewis, I think, is, is the heart and soul of uh, maybe – not really modern day, but he is the, the closest thing to um, an icon they've had in you know sports really in the last 20 years, 20, 30 years. So I'm going to go with uh, Ray Lewis for, for my number two. I have him on there too, for sure. Um, so those are the only three like locks I have. I have two other guys that I was thinking about, and it's between Ed Reed and Eddie uh, Murray, uh, the, the Baltimore Oriole. Um, I, the only reason I'm com- contemplating putting Ed Reed on there is because him and Ray Lewis are the same era. So it's, they were both leaders on that team. Ray Lewis spent his whole career there where Ed Reed uh, bounced to. He ended with the Jets. The Houston Texans and then the Jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was only one year. I mean, he's an all time great player, but I might have to go. I might have to go with Eddie Murray for the last, uh, last great Baltimore icon. Uh, I, actually, I actually have Murray at six. I have Frank, or not Frank, Mike Messina ahead of him. But I think okay. my final spot for uh, Mount Rushmore is going to be Frank Robinson. Okay. Just yep. for what he did while he played. Um, definitely different era. So he kind of uh, broke through for that city during that time. 
And then I know this really has nothing to do with what he did in Baltimore, but uh, just he kind of had staying power for how long he was a manager. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Fair so enough. That, that'll, that'll just give me, um, for whether it's right or wrong, that gave me a nod above. And uh, Mike Messina, obviously all-time uh, a-hole. Uh, right? How about that? Not bad. All-time No, not, not bad at all. Yeah. 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 Um, from what I've heard, but great career um, both in New York and Baltimore. But I think his years in Baltimore definitely went kind of under the radar. So I kind of just wanted to throw him out there just to give him a, a little nod to him. But I would definitely not have him on there. But uh, I, w- I would have Frank Robinson as my fourth and final member of the uh, Mount Rushmore Baltimore. Yeah, I could hear that. And um, Musina pitched in a steroid era in the AL East. And pretty sure he never got popped for anything, uh, if no, I remember correctly. Not. So, uh, yeah, I- I- I'm fine with that. I think that was a pretty good uh, pretty good list we got going on. Um, now we're going to bounce to St. Louis. And I'm a Cardinals fan. I got some blues that I'm going to throw out for honorable mentions. But... To me, this list is between all Cardinals. I know the Rams were there, but again, that's not part of yep. my criteria. So uh, first one is Albert. He's my favorite player of all time. Um, just, as e- I, just as easy as Repkin was. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then the second is Stan the Man. I think you got to throw him in there. Again, he's Musial. old, but yeah, but he uh, he spent his uh, his whole career there. Three, three MVPs. 20 all-star games, seven batting titles, first in war, fifth in OPS, first in games played, first uh, first in home runs. Um, I believe he was first in home runs, unless I miswrote that. But he uh, he's an icon. There's a statue of him there. Uh, so I, I think you got to put Stan up there. Okay. I didn't, know, I didn't have on my list. Like I said, I, I know a lot about uh, history of the baseball. Like for growing up in this area, obviously Yankees, one of the original teams. Um, so I know the name, but I don't know too much of him, and I didn't do much research before this. We're being transparent, but I was thinking. I know you. So I just want to jump to a hockey guy because you said you're doing strictly baseball. Mm-hmm. Was, isn't Brett Hull one of the top 12, 15 most important uh, historic players in the game of hockey? Yeah, he he was a very good player. I don't know the longevity he had in St. Louis, but he he's an all time great player. He was there. Uh, when they won the cup at the parades, like shotgun and beers and, and going nuts during the parade. Uh, so he like is that. beloved by he's beloved by that city. Uh, I don't hate that pick. Um, but to me, St. How, Louis how is, long, uh, how long was he there though? That he had to be there at least eight years to even be considered in my, yeah, I'll look it up. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he is beloved by that city for sure. Um, I, I did put him in, uh, for honorable mentions, but to me, I just feel like. St. Louis is a baseball town through and through. Yeah. Um, let's see. Brett Hall. Brett Hall. How about him being drafted in the sixth round? Yeah, that's a that's a steal. That's a yeah, <laughs> that's we can do value. we can do a whole we can do a whole another podcast about all time great uh draft. That's picks. good. That's good value. I'll, so I'm gonna go um as you're looking that up. My second uh favorite or favorite person to put as uh, the Mount Rushmore here. Um I'm not I'm gonna go more modern. Uh I'm gonna go Yadier Molina. As much as it you know pains me to do, his longevity you can't doubt. Uh, he's put moments that um, still keep me up at night. Probably make me drink a little more than I should. Uh, what he did to my Mets, you know, decades ago, still haunts me. And uh, just to play that position that long on one team uh, is incredible. And he just had a great impact, it seemed, uh, on that locker room, kind of keeping that culture going in St. Louis. So I'm actually going to put Yadier right behind uh, Pujols on my list. Yeah, he's greatly missed for sure. Contreras has not been doing great, but back to Brett Hall, he played eleven seasons with the Blues. So oh, I mean, he, yeah, he he had quite quite a good career there. Um, but going back to Yadi, I don't have him on my my list. He's one of my all time favorite players. Um, I just think there's better players ahead of him. Do you think he gets into the Hall of Fame? No, yeah, it should be. <laughs> he's not going to be unanimous like a no. Jeter. Jeter's no, either. Um, no. but I, I'd say. First ballot, probably second ballot for sure. Yeah, I think I think if because it's seventy five percent right to get in, mm-hmm. I believe seventy five percent of the vote. I think if he does get in first ballot, it's right around there. Uh, second ballot, I could see him getting in like eighty percent. Um, but talking about keeping you up at night, uh, I don't have him on either. But um, wow. Adam Wainwright. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I get I get that, but there's been more Adam Wainwrights in, in baseball than there have oh. Yadier Molinas. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, so I was kind of so I, I, I have Bob Gibson 
Um, yeah, he, he, he's my number. He's on my number three. Yeah, he's got pretty much all the St. Louis pitching stats. He they basically raised the mound after he had like a one yeah. point like six ERA season um, because he was that just so dominant. Yeah, yeah, he he was unbelievable. And then I was torn between again the last two between Lou Brock and uh, Ozzy Smith. Uh, Ozzy Smith's probably the more sexier name, but Lou yep, Brock yep. is I think the better player. So I'd go Lou Brock. Uh, over Ozzy Smith, I actually had Ozzy Smith on my list behind Jim Edmonds. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Jim Edmonds. Just that's like uh, the peak of my baseball. I just, I just remember Jim Edmonds being an issue for so long when I, when I was growing up, and I, I looked up his stats briefly. He was there for a while. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Edmonds was just an absolute stud. He never was he ever uh, implicated in the steroid era. No, I don't think he ever got on any list or got popped for anything. But he was a great player for sure. And well, he, was, and he, was that, bro- he was in that locker room. So he was, yeah, yeah. Deals were being passed around, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he got to- caught up in it, but you never know. There's a lot of guys that uh, were on would that you, list. If you were in that, that locker room, would, would you do steroids? I think about it. I consider it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Well, I was in that locker room with you. You'd be doing steroids after five minutes. And be, be pestering you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be talking. so juiced up. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if I, yeah, I, it depends. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it would be tough not to. I mean, you got to think most, mostly everyone's doing it and just not, you got, not you got to do it just to keep up. Not to even get an edge. You, you have to do it just to keep up. You're right. You're right. There's um, probably some poor sap out there who's selling insurance right now around the living room table telling everybody I stayed in AAA. I got called up one day to steal a base, but if that guy juiced up and did the, did the wrong thing, he might, he, he might not be selling insurance right now. He could be retired, but he did yeah. the right thing and he never got to the next level. There's probably dozens of those guys. So I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I, I would be juiced up. I would have the chains. I would yep. have been an absolute low life. You, yeah. yeah. How do I do it? Absolutely. Yeah, you, you would you would almost have to try to keep up. You're right, unless you were autumn already like dominant without it. But not too many people are. Um, I was actually just listening to um, the uh, the barstool baseball show, and they were talking about how um, Degrom just went down with Tommy John, and Car- Carl, who I'm not a big fan of, was talking about uh, who is. Um, yeah, nah, he was talking about. Um, how Degrom is it's going to take like 13 months. He's not going to take steroids or whatever to try to come back. He's got nothing to prove. I'm like, yeah, you never know. I mean, that guy. You want to talk about injuries ruining someone's chances at the Hall of Fame? Uh, he's right there. I mean, I think he was one of my favorite pitchers to watch in recent memory. He, um, he has but, the best stuff that I've ever seen in my oh, lifetime. Unreal, unreal. I yeah, he definitely could be a, a Hall of Famer if if injuries didn't get to him. I, I sure. used to tell my friend that he used to think I was crazy. It was in the middle of like uh, his Cy Young years. I said, this is before we had the zillionaire owner. Yeah. I would say, tr- we have to trade the Grom. He's like, why? I said, there's two things. His value cannot be higher. Uh, we're yep. not going to be, if we do resign him, which we didn't, um, it's going to cripple us because we don't have any money. And look at his build. He, his body, like he was built like Lincecum. The, yeah. the human body cannot do what he's doing. He's throwing 102 in the seventh inning. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's untouchable. But that's not going to last. It has a big time shelf life. And yeah. he was like, "No, you're crazy. You're crazy." Now every time we talk, he was like, "Yeah, you were right. You were right." Yeah. You know, and it's sad. It's it sucks. But you know yeah. what? Like, that's just. And I don't get why. Like those, Bob Gibson back then, he he had stuff like today, like electric stuff. Like yeah. he could he could have pitched in today's game. But I don't get how those guys just kept going. Yeah, didn't get hurt. I, there's a great documentary about um, uh, Nolan Ryan. Like he was just uh, outside the blisters. Like he was just up there throwing like 300 plus innings every year and year out till he was like 40 something years old. It's crazy. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it's starting too young. I don't know if it's just always focusing on baseball and not giving your arm a rest growing up. I don't know what it is, but yeah, something's gone on where. You know these guys get to the majors and they just get crippled and fall apart. It's not yeah, you almost want you almost want your young prospects to have Tommy John early. That way they get out of the way, so you don't have to worry about it for five or six years. Exactly. You know, these guys that, that don't have it and they're coming up. You're it's just a ticking time bomb. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um. But yeah, that's so. I'm just get back. That's my Mount Rushmore. I got 
I got Albert, I got Stan, I got uh, Bob Gibson, I got Lou Brock. I'm just going to throw a couple blues out there for honorable mentions. Obviously, you said Brett Hall. There's Ryan O'Reilly, who basically led them to their first cup. There's uh, Keith uh, Keith Kachuk, and if you recognize that last name, his son's on the Panthers right now, tearing it up. Uh, Al McGinnis, Bernie Federoff, and uh, Chris Pronger, who that uh, Chris Pronger is an all-time scary dude I would not want to mess with. So, so neither neither of these cities are really known for the collegiate sports, but would you say Larry Hughes uh, would have to be uh, on the Mount Rushmore for the college teams? Yeah, I can I can see that. I'm trying to think if you were to do Mount Rushmore between these two cities, so four collegiate players, uh, are there any major universities in Baltimore? I know you have uh, UMBC, which obviously is not going to produce anybody. You have Townsend, no. you have Loyola. Yeah, see that that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of like college basketball stuff. I'm more of if I'm thinking college, I'm more of a football guy. Um, yeah, because St. Louis I, definitely doesn't have anybody. N- no, no, not at all. I mean, unless you, I don't, I don't. How far is the uh, University of Missouri from St. Louis? Not that any of them would really be on there either. Oh, uh, I bet you, I bet you three and a half hours. Yeah, St. Yeah, I would, I would state. throw, I would throw if if it was within the range of St. Louis, I would throw Max Scherzer on there. Oh yes, yeah, Scherzer. Yeah, that's true. Scherzer, Scherzer did go there. That's a shame. I, yeah, I wish he. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were talking about him wanting to come at some point, but um, my friend's my friend's son's getting recruited. Uh, he's 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 going to be big time. Um, he's like, yeah, he has a he got an offer at SEC school. I was like, who was like, ah, oh, Missouri. He scoffed at it. I was like, why are you oh, like, really? scoffing at that? He's like, you know, it's Missouri. I was like, Max Scherzer. He's like, what about him? I was like, Missouri. He was like, no yeah. way. And he like, took out his smartphone. And he was Look like, oh, wow, you're right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, not bad. I would imagine scoffing at an SEC offer, but no, hey. no. I, I, I want to catch me doing that. I'd go to, I take yeah. any scholarship, but, um, all right. If you have anything else, we can wrap this up. If not, you know, it was, yeah, uh, thank, thanks I, for having me on. Maybe I'll see you. Uh, who knows if someone calls out, maybe I'll, I'll be with you on Friday, but if not, good luck, uh, on your, on your, uh, on your debut or as matters called debut. Uh, uh, yeah. KMS. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh thanks for coming on and we'll throw it back to the boys and uh till next time on Tante. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again. All right, and we're back. Just uh another thanks to Montante for coming on, spending some time with me, discussing some sports. Hope you guys like that. We'll see what we can do moving forward with other guests. But yeah, we're going to St. Louis. Uh Dave and I are Cardinals fans. And to me, like I said in the interview, I'm not going to take too much of the time because you guys already heard mine. Uh, I have all Cardinals. I did throw some blues in as honorable mentions, but my criteria still stands. There's the Rams are not in St. Louis anymore. Can't put any Rams on there. So for me, I'm just going to run it really quick and then let these guys discuss. I have Albert. I have Stan Musial. I have Bob Gibson. And I have Lou Brock. I put Lou Brock over Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith is the quote-unquote more sexier name, but to me, Lou Brock was the better all-around player. So that's why I have him in there. Interesting. I also have four Cardinals. I had to really consider, like, I'm obviously I'm biased as a Cardinal fan, but in the end, ultimately, I really, there was not anyone even close in the other sports for me to take away from my four. I have three of the same four as you, Matt. But obviously, the first one I thought of was Pujols. He was my favorite player growing up. Yep. He's one of the greatest right-handers, right-handed hitters ever. I mean, you can make an argument that he's one or two. One, three MVPs, two World Series, no holes in his game. So, And he came back last year for a really fun season and a really solid season for him. So, Naveen, you had Pujols, I'm assuming? I did. So I had, I had two Cardinals. Um, I had Stan Musial, and I had Albert Pujols. Um, and then... I actually went outside of baseball just because, I mean, I, I, try to, I try to mix everything up as, as much as I can. Um, and so for football, I did, I did Kurt Warner. Um, I mean, he made it to back-to-back Super Bowls. Um, on turf. That's right, yeah. So he was the quarterback of the greatest show on turf with Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and Marshall Falk as his running back. Um, and, then, and then my fourth one, I had, I had a hockey guy. Um, I had Brett Hull. Um, so... So I, Kurt Warner was my toughest cut. Um, I, I love Kurt Warner as a little kid, like before Peyton. He was like my favorite quarterback growing up. Um, and, you know, 
he won two MVPs, and like you said, he won a Super Bowl with the Rams. And unlike Matt, I do think he could be eligible. But my problem is he only played in St. Louis for six years. And I have no problem with you putting him on the list, Naveen, but I couldn't put him over the four Cardinals I put on the list. I also put Stan Musial on the list, and he's probably the greatest Cardinal ever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and then my other two were Bob Gibson, who, you know, Matt, you had spent his whole career with the Cardinals, one of the great pitchers ever. And I actually disagree with you, Matt, on the fourth pick. You had Lou Brock. I had Ozzie Smith, who is the greatest defensive shortstop ever, made 15 all-star teams, 15 years with the cards. I actually thought he was better than Lou Brock. So those were my four. But I have no problem with putting Kurt Warner over Ozzie Smith for the fourth one. Uh, if you uh, To me, I put Lou Brock on because if you look at all the statistics offensively, he ranks above... Ozzy Smith and all of them. I'm not taking away anything from Ozzy. He was great, but uh, but he was known for his defense, though. He's the greatest defensive player maybe ever. So I yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, but I I'm putting Lou Brock. He he's got the bat. I think isn't he still? He's like the uh, isn't he the position coach still for the team? He's on the coaching staff, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I was considered Mark McGuire, but I, when you look at it, he only played five seasons with the Cardinals, and the steroid stuff yeah. eliminated him. But he was a beast. He's got me into baseball, so yeah. <laughs> honorable mention. Dave likes big guns. I do. Didn't every? I mean, come on. That was the most fun season ever. That season, I was uh, six years old, that home run chase between McGuire and Sosa. Summer 98. Yeah, like that got me into baseball. My dad had been trying to get me into baseball. <laughs> And I was young. I didn't really care about baseball when I was five. But at six years old, <laughs> to see Mark McGuire, my dad's team, like to see him and Sosa go at it, like the steroids, you know, I know they had a dark stand on the, on the sport, but it got me into the sport. And now I'm a huge Cardinal fan. So I was three. Oh. I don't remember that at yeah. all. You were too young for that. Yeah. Uh, I apologize to you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other cuts for you, honorable mentions? I, I rattled, off, rattled off a list of blues with uh, my interview with Montante. If you want me to do it again, I can, but yeah. Okay. Just all blue, blues players. All right. Well, once again, we agree on most, but there's a couple there that we didn't agree on. Let's go to the next city. All right. So let's go to, um, let's go to Seattle. The Mariners, Kraken, and Seahawks. And I'm taking Dave's approach here. I'm not going to put any hockey players because the Kraken were well, they're, founded like two years ago. They're like years two years ago. ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just beat the Stanley Cup champions this year uh, in Colorado. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, Maddie. Not enough longevity. Uh, to me, I'm going to throw Russell Wilson for for uh, pick. That was your first choice? No, no. I'm just... I, I'm just... It's just one of his... Is he on your list? Yeah. Okay. He's he, on my list. He's on your list too? Yeah. He, he's, he won a Super Bowl. Okay. So he's not on my list. Um, Not even like... I, like I wouldn't even put him as my first honorable mention. Um, wow. So here's why. Uh, a couple of reasons. First of all, I think he lost a lot of credit at the end and uh, how, he, how he went out and how he's in Denver. Um, secondly, when they won that Super Bowl, it was a defensive team and their best offensive player was Marshawn Lynch. Um, and Russell Wilson never made an all pro team. Uh, he does have a ring, but he's not, he's never won an MVP vote. He's not, he hasn't been on one all pro team. Like I think we're overrating him a little bit. So I, I, I didn't put him on my list. To me, football is king in most cities. I don't think of Seattle as being a baseball town. So I, I say Seahawks are are more loved than the Mariners, but that's and he he won them their first championship. Uh, so I have another Seahawk on the list. I'm gonna throw out Steve Largent, uh, 14 years with the team, Hall of Famer. There was like a myth that he like never dropped the ball. He had like the greatest hands ever in NFL history, all all 80s decades team. So I'm throwing out Steve Largent, and he's still like 19th. Um, in all-time receiving yards. So on the NFL 100 team that uh, Bill Belichick and Chris Collinsworth did, and they had a whole committee of people picking the players, they had to pick 10 wide receivers, and Steve Largent was on there. Now, it was kind of controversial because Terrell Owens wasn't on there, and I don't know if Steve Largent's a better receiver than Terrell Owens is, but um, the fact that he was even considered as one of the 10 great wide receivers shows me that he should be on the list. Yeah, I agree. Uh, who do you have? 
So I went I went two baseball, uh, one football. I agreed with Russell Wilson, and then I did one basketball. Um, so let so let's let's go to baseball real quick. I'm gonna go with you know one of my childhood favorites in Ken Griffey Jr. Um, yeah. I think that's a no brainer. Um, he's literally the the kid who was you know the poster child of of the Seattle Mariners for a really long time. Um, you know, awesome, awesome, great stats. Um, and then the second one, uh, second baseball player was Ichiro Suzuki. Um, another great Seattle outfielder, um, came over from Japan. You know, he, he had hit, I think he hit 3000 in Japan and then he came here and hit 3000 or something like that. Something crazy. Um, always batted close to, close to even 400. Um, easily easily 300 um and then my last pick was was the glove gary payton okay uh before dave goes i have itro as an honorable mention i put edgar martinez see i i thought about that and 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 edgar martinez does make my um honorable mention as well he spent 18 years there hall of famer uh two-time batting title uh same as Ichiro, I believe Ichiro was a two-time batting champ as well. Uh, he leads them in war, offensive war, second in average and OPS, first in games played, second in home runs, uh, and he's first in most, if you look at their advanced stats, he's pretty much, it's all Edgar Martinez, so I, I put him in front of Ichiro. I struggled with that. I I had to put Griffey on, and so that would have bumped, that bumped out Ichiro. Uh, I also had Ken Griffey. Um, for sure. He was the first one I thought of. And I do have Ichiro over Edgar Martinez. With my logic being Ichiro, first of all, Ichiro won MVP. Edgar Martinez didn't. Um, and Ichiro also played his whole career with Seattle. I believe Edgar Martinez. No, he played for the Yankees. Oh, that's oh, he definitely did not play his whole career. That's true. You're right. He played He played for the Yankees. And the, the um, uh, Mariners. And uh, the Marlins. Marlins. Mar- Mar- oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, but the reason I, I definitely the did. reason I put Ichiro though is because he's the greatest Asian player ever, and so I think culturally he has more of an in- impact well, than Edgar after, Martinez. After me, of course, but yeah. <laughs> well, we have to see what Otani turns into. Well, yeah, yeah that, but that's true too. right, but not yet though. I'm right saying now. right now, as we speak, he's the greatest Asian player ever, and baseball is huge in Japan. So the fact that a Japanese player came over and dominated, I think culturally that means something. Um, and he's such a great contact hitter and so much speed. And I think he's very beloved in the city. Yeah. Do you guys think, I was thinking about this today, actually. Do you think Ichiro's one of the most underrated players ever? Because I actually do. I think he's one of the most underrated baseball players I ever. I, I think people rate him I think appropriately. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think, think he's underrated. underrated. I don't think he's overrated. No. But, I mean, I think, look, he did a lot for the game. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a great leadoff hitter who hit for average and, could steal a base. You have a very, very high average. Yeah, he could steal a base, and you know he he played baseball the right way. He yeah. did, and there I, was no che- uh, allegations of steroids because the guy was a stick. Yeah, he hit like I don't know if he broke double digit home runs more than like twice in his career. Matt, if Eacher was on the Yankees and Derek Jeter was on the Mariners, who would be considered the better player? I'd still go Ichiro. In, in, in the time frame, I think Ichiro yeah. definitely would. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. He won all the rings. Ichiro's a better player than Derek Jeter. I'm just saying, yeah, like, it, it yes. goes to your theory that Jeter's overrated because he's a Yankee. Yes. Um, I also, just for honorable mentions, I throw out, I have Felix written down, Felix Hernandez. And I'm so, I'm actually happy Naveen did not go with Randy Johnson because I know he picked him as his as best pitcher. pitcher. He's uh, an Arizona guy. Yes, Arizona. yeah. I'm I'm happy Naveen didn't do that. I was waiting to see if he would or won it, and he did just not. Just to roast me? <laughs> well, that was a very smart move. He was, like, the beginning, He, if you split his career in Seattle in half, the first half was definitely not great. And then the second half, once he turned about 30-ish, then he turned it on, then he went to Arizona and really turned it on. So, Both Randy Johnson and Alex Rodriguez had great seasons in other places, like when A Rod w- with the Rangers and the Yankees, and then Randy yeah. Johnson, you know, winning four Cy Youngs with the Diamondbacks. So I couldn't put like if you're considered better in another city, I'm not putting you on Mount Rushmore. My honorable mention too, one last one, um, Marshawn Lynch. I was surprised in my research to find he only played five seasons with Seattle. Um, I was also surprised to see he only won all one one All Pro. So I just think, you know, when I think of those great Seattle teams, he was a beast. And I think about that run he had against the Saints. 
Yep. So uh, not good enough to be on the list, but just to be mentioned. I mean, I think that that a lot of that has to do with just like the the age that we're on. Like you know his that 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 video that you're talking about went viral. Um, I mean, I, and that obviously you know boosts your how much people like you, your popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm and the the famous quote, "I'm just here so I don't get fined." Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so right, so yeah. Right. I mean, so like yeah. I mean, he did his stuff in the media and and all that stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, when you only look at five years, and then, but like, one of the one of the bigger one of the bigger things with Marshawn Lynch is the fact that they didn't give him the ball when it was, you know, f- fourth and one on the one yard line against the Patriots in You're the right. Super Bowl, and, and they probably would have won if they did. And that goes and that goes against him. So, and it's just like, well, does it go against him or does it go against Pete Carroll? Well, the answer is yes. The answer is both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both. So. I, but well, hold on a second. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't think it goes against Lynch. I think it goes against Russell Wilson. It doesn't. It and does, Pete Carroll. It doesn't help Lynch. Right, if he yeah, ran it, it in, it would have helped him. It doesn't. Oh, I see. Right, yeah, yeah. Then he would have okay. won, won the, yeah, the Super Bowl, yeah. and they would have won. It doesn't help him. So I have Wilson. I have Edgar Martinez. I have Steve Largent, and I have uh, Ken Griffey Jr. as my Mount Rushmore for Seattle. I have uh, Ken Griffey Jr., Steve Largent, Ichiro, and then I also have Gary Payton as my fourth. Cool. All right. Um, last one, right? Yeah, this is the big Philly. one of the day. Philly, Philly. So, Dave, don't you have a story about talking to your brother-in-law about Philly? Well, my my in-laws wife... are, yeah, my in-laws are from Pennsylvania. My uh, my brother-in-law especially is a huge Philly sports fan. So I definitely consulted him, and, and we had very similar thoughts. He did have a hockey player on his list, and I explained that I, I didn't be, just because I don't like hockey, and he knows that, and you guys know that. But, uh, yeah, no, we have very similar lists. I'm going to go first. I'll throw out someone from the world of the NBA, maybe the coolest icon ever, uh, Dr. J, Julius Irving. He's, he, I, for me, he's a slam dunk, literally. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah, I, I struggled with a couple of the uh, NBA guys. I didn't know whether to put Will on there, Charles Barkley, or Julius Irving. I eventually fell on Julius Irving. The thing with Will is it kind of, for my criteria, he played seven years in Philly, and he's from Philly, I believe. But only four of those were spent with the Sixers. Right. The other three were spent with the Warriors. Yes. And then they moved to... Separate league. Uh, yeah. 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 So I, I did end up going with Dr. J. Do you have Dr. J? You yeah, I, I had Dr. J as my, as my first pick for Philly. Okay, uh, so the hockey player that Dave's not going to have is Bobby Clark, and that's a shame because he was the captain of the Broad Who? Street Bullies. Yeah, captain of the Broad Street Bullies. He's arguably a top 35 to 50 uh, player in NHL history, Hall of Famer, 15 years with the team, three MVPs, two-time cup winner, and he's got his number retired, which is big, obviously. But, yeah, I have Bobby Clark. Do you have Bobby? I do not. Um, for hockey, I had uh, Eric Lindros. No. <laughs> you guys, said, I can't contribute. He just said no. You guys can debate it. <laughs> no. Eric Lindros contribute. is a great player. Bobby Clark is more Philly to me. I, I think so. All right, yeah, that's, it didn't, and that's, the, that's what John said. I, I, I don't remember. I'll have to talk to him and get back to you on that. I, I think so. From what I, The name sounds familiar, but I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. I'll have to ask him. Yeah, back in the 70s. He was the captain of the Broad Street Bulls. And the thing is, he could score, and he also had a huge amount of penalty minutes. Like Those teams were just grinding, and, and they'd fight. And he was a scorer, and he'd still just bully people and fight them. He, he owns he was all... A, he was a real life Happy Gilmore. Yeah, per, yeah, except he could score and skate. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, <laughs> like he, he uh, Philadelphia postseason stats. He's number one in all of them, and he's pretty much number one in most of their regular season stats as well. Eric Lindros, great player. I don't think he spent his whole career there either. I think he played for the Rangers. Yeah, late, a great late. player. But I, I would put Bobby ahead of him. Uh, so I have Dr. J, Bobby Clark. I also. Dave brought him up earlier. I have Reggie White, uh, one of the most dominant defensive yeah. linemen of our well of history. We yeah, I'd, I'd him, say he's he's next to LT. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here I had such a hard time with this. So first of all, we got to have an eagle on here, right? Like Correct. Philly's yes. an Eagles town. Mm-hmm. It was between two for me. I was surprised, by the way, that they're like I feel like there should be more all-time great Eagles, but maybe from this era there will be. Um, so I had it between two players, Reggie White 
and Brian Dawkins. And I went back and forth, and I looked at all the stats. I I looked at all the numbers. It was, I'm telling you, this was really, really, really tough. And believe it or not, I actually went Brian Dawkins. Um, And here's my logic, and I have no problem with putting Reggie White on there. Um, Brian Dawkins played 13 years in Philly. Reggie White played eight years. So Reggie White is the better player. No question. Reggie White's a better player than Brian Dawkins. But I think that I would take 13 Brian Dawkins years over eight Reggie White years. I feel like to me... Wow, that's a hot take. I, I feel like to me, Brian Dawkins embodied the Philly green more than Reggie White. Like I think when I think of Reggie White, I think of two teams. I think of the, the Eagles Packers. and the Packers. When I think of Brian Dawkins, I think of one team, um, which, is the, which is the Eagles. So I, I was tough, but I went with him because he embodies the Eagles more to me. Uh, I, I hear your argument. I just think Reggie White was so much more of a better player. Brian Dawkins was good. Reggie White was so much more of a better player. And I know we didn't spend the years there, but he was so much more, in my opinion, of a better player that I think it outweighs the you, four you're years saying, less. I don't know. So much more? I mean, isn't, he, isn't Dawkins one of the 10 great you know safeties ever? I mean, the, Reggie White's like the second best yeah. defensive lineman yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah, no, seven-time right. Pro Bowler, six-time First Team All Pro. He's eighty-seven Defensive Player of the Year. Like, I, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I get what you're saying. You think of two teams, but to me, his dominance outweighs the less time spent in Philly. Anyway. I mean, he he won. He made six All Pros with Philly. Brian Dawkins made four. Yep. Uh, the gap's not huge. It's not huge, but, but, it's, but it's I still a gap. think it's big enough <laughs> to wear it out. Wait, because he made four, and he had it four extra years, and so he made two five, less. Five extra years, yeah. Well, five extra years. I so. don't know. I mean, I, I totally see what you guys are saying. Once again, I have no issue. I just I guess if I were to start a team knowing that I'd get the 13 years I got from Dawkins versus the eight I got from Reggie White, it'd be so close. But I, I guess I just take the longevity. Right, but the name of the game is getting after the, the passer. True. That. So that's why I would, if if we were doing that, I'd take Reggie White. Uh, Brian Dawkins is my brother's favorite player of all time, but that has nothing to do with this. But just shout out John. Um, but all right. So anything else on Dawkins versus Reggie White? All right. Who who else do you have, Levine? Uh, for baseball, I had uh, Mike Schmidt. Yep. Yeah. Sure thing. Greatest Hands Philly down. ever. Yep. 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 And, and also one of the greatest right hand hitters of all time, yeah. Mike Schmidt. So I wrote this down kind of as a joke, but I do think he's beloved in the city, is Nick Foles. <laughs> the Philly special? Dude, well, yeah, there's wow. a statue of him. Yeah, wow, that, that, talk that, about, that hurts, man. That hurts. So if you go back to the first time we did this, I, I did mention having iconic moments and... That's an iconic moment. Oh, yeah. That whole postseason sure. was an unreal run. Obviously, he doesn't make the list, in my opinion, but he, I think he is beloved. I put it kind of oh, down yeah. as a joke and in jest, but he is loved by that city. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had a couple of people on my honorable mention. I had Donovan McNabb, uh, Allen Iverson. I had Wilt. Um, yeah. At Chase Utley, because I looked up... Uh, uh, you know, best, uh, most iconic Philly. Uh, I mean, he has a rule, rule made after him. The Chase Utley rule, we have to slide yeah, into second. It, well, yeah, yeah, right, right. But it, they put him, I think, like sixth or seventh, which surprised me. But yeah, he was on the list, so I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll throw it out. He was a really good player with them. So I needed a fourth. Um, I didn't put a hockey player. So I actually picked Allen Iverson as my fourth. Um, over Barkley, over Wilt, over Moses Malone, who are great. And McNabb. Sixers. Yeah, over McNabb, over Randall Cunningham. Um, So my case for Allen Iverson, played for the franchise for 12 seasons, averaged 28 a game, made the finals in 2001, being the only offensive option on the team. Um, Made All-NBA seven times. But to me, most importantly, this is the cultural aspect. He was a cultural icon. In much the same way, Ken Griffey Jr. you know, got young people like you, Naveen, into the sport. Um, Allen Iverson got a, a lot of uh, people into the uh, sport of the NBA, and he brought a specific culture to the NBA that um, you know I think was massive. 
and you could say he, he was just one of the big cultural icons of the game. And, you know, I have him over Barkley. He only played half his career there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, uh, Matt, Wilt Chamberlain only played four years there. Moses Malone only four years there. Allen Iverson is a Philadelphia 76er. And I think that he's extremely beloved in the city. And I think that we outside of Philly underrate him in terms of how, how he is in the hearts of uh, Philadelphians. Practice. So he's my fourth. about practice. Yeah. See, Iconic. I, I, I hate that speech. interview because he wasn't no, actually yeah. talking about that. But. Yeah. Um, that that is where I agree with the longevity outweighing the like better players because uh, I don't. Allen Iverson was great, but I think some of the names you mentioned, like Wilt, Charles Barkley, those type of guys are better players. But the belovedness and the longevity, I would say, would go to Iverson. I don't have him, but I that that point I agree with. So. Um, anything else on Philly before we rattle off who we got? No? No? All right. So I got I got Bobby Clark, I got Dr. J, I got Reggie White, and I got Mike Schmidt. Um, so I had Julius, Reggie White, Lindros, and Schmidt. I had Dr. J, Allen Iverson, Mike Schmidt, and Brian Dawkins. Cool. All right. Uh, so that wraps it up, right, Dave? Yeah, no, that's that's everything. Um, we are done. We'll we'll come back at some point with Mount Rushmore Part Three. But next episode, we have not done a college football segment yet. So we are going to do who is the greatest college football team of all time. We know Matt's looking forward to it. He's the biggest college football fan of the three of us. So that'll be a good one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. All right, guys, good stuff. We will see you, everyone, in two weeks. Adios.